It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. Judge Michael Ciccinetti has joined us on the line here on the Oakley Show at 640 Toronto. Judge, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, doing pretty good. Yeah, most everybody calls me just Judge Chick. Judge so Chick. Uh, yeah, it's true for my last name, Chickenite. So they just call me Judge Chick. You, you know what? I'm very cautious about even using the word chick in any context these days. <laughs> well, I understand that. Yeah, you, you know, you just gave me an idea about the sentences you were talking about the parents. Yep. And, you know, I, I think one of one of my sentences, that, and I really haven't talked about this, and you just mentioned it. Uh, you, you know, I had a, it was kind of unique and it didn't really make, it didn't make the news. It was a mother and she had her 18 year old son. They were both in court charged with what we call the dueling domestic. You know, one calls on one, so the other calls on the other. Mm. So, so, so they both come into the courtroom and they had this, this lazy foul mouthed little son <laughs> who was, he, yeah, who was, you know, he'd be raiding and screaming at his mother and, and causing her to backlash and, and slap him across the face. So he calls, he calls 911. They come in, cops come in, they, you know, it's a domestic. So, you know, they, had, they both put no contest right before the bench, and, and, and I heard the case, and, I, you know, I found her not guilty. And I found the guilty, uh, the son guilty right on the spot. And fortunately for him, he was like a first offender, and he, he, I gave him the following sentence. I gave him, a, you know, I, I bitched him out and lectured him and, you know, told him respect for mothers, et cetera. Gave him 10 days in jail, 60 days suspended, or could he, he could avoid the punishment if he washed his mouth out with and swallowed. Now I'd previously purchased it and I was on, it was hundred percent natural, but I mean, it was God awful tasting. It was tested by me and apologized to his mom. And he chose that option. He, he swallowed. It was hilarious because when he, he, he turned to t- apologize to his mom as, as the tears started flowing heavily. Uh, he, he was, he was, he was put on probation and he was given a list of weekly chores that he had to do for his mom, and not to disrespect her. And I kind of made her the probation officer. Well, he come, uh, mom. I ran into mom a couple years later, and of course she had to remind me of the case. And she said that her son had completely turned around, successfully employed, and has never violated the law since. And that, that's probably one of you know you just brought it to mind, and I had forgotten all about that sentence. Well, there have been so many with uh, Judge yeah. Michael Chick from Ohio, now retired. But, uh, by the way, how many well, years? I'm still working. I still, I still work. Uh, oh, okay. In the summer. Yeah, I, I fill in for other judges. So, oh. you know, I'll, I'll walk into a courtroom in a nearby court, within, you know, 10 miles, and I'll walk in there, and, and some of the defendants will come in there and go, oh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing here? Anyway, what are you doing here? Let's find out. <laughs> All right. You're not a hanging judge per se. It sounds to me like many people have deferred rather than going to jail uh, to your creative punishment. What would you say on average most people do? Uh, I, you know, I would say I, I, I guess my philosophy is, is this, you know, it's when they come before the bench, it's what, what can I do to keep you out of jail, John, instead of putting you in jail? What, what can we do to prevent you from going to jail? Now, I mean, it's easy to sit up there and pound the gavel and say, okay, go to jail for five days, pay a, pay a $500 fine. That's, that's, I mean, that's easy. If you want to, you want to be a lazy-ass judge, and that's what you can do. You can sit up there and do that. But if you really want to get to the people, you really want to help the people, and take some interest in the case, why they did it, and what we can do to, to prevent you from doing it again. So a lot of this is rooted in understanding the human condition or psychology, and you can turn people there uh, with a little creativity. 
Well, I like to say this. If you were in my courtroom and you were seated in the back of the gallery, and it would take probably three, four, five seconds for you to walk up to the podium in front of the bench. By the time you walk up to the bench in front of me to that podium, I know where this case is going just by, by watching you. The way you walk up, the who you're with, the, the mannerisms, the way you look at me, I know where this case is going to go, and, and, and I know which, uh, which way we're going to handle this. Well, this is fascinating because I've watched uh, some of your rulings, and uh, as I said at the outset, we played the clip. The woman who skipped out on a cab fare, uh, she had gone 30, 30 miles in the cab, stiffed the cabbie, and so your, your answer to her was, you know, what would you have done if you didn't take a cab? She said, I would have walked, so you sentenced her to walk 30 miles. I mean, She did. Yeah, and she and she had to pay the cab driver, <laughs> oh, of course, on top of it. Oh, yeah, she had to pay the restitution. And you know the funny part about that is, and I didn't know this, my, my kids uh, my kids hear about it at school. I never bring to work home, but they heard about it at school. They go, hey, Dad, do you know that that's our neighbor's uh, uh, adopted daughter? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, I never heard anything from them either. So, Judge Chick, uh, how did you get started in this this particular way of sentencing people, I mean, did it just come to you one day as kind of an epiphany or how'd that work? Yeah, I, I guess it just started start out small, you know, and, you know, I was a lawyer for 13 years and I handled these kinds of cases. And, and you know, it was kind of funny because people would, you get someone with an OBI, DUI, whatever you want to call it, drunken driving one year, you could almost count on it coming back the second year, the third year, you know, and I could almost count on paying my secretary because that person was coming back in every year mm. or for some other offense, domestic violence, drunk, whatever, you know. And so I got to say, so what, what can we do different? Well, let, let's just start small. So I started small with a, with a school bus. Like you might find the offender um, going going by those, uh, you know, those, the flags that they put out and the lights that they put, put out. Right. So, you know, what I would do is uh, – maybe make them act as a school crossing guard for the day then. Right. And so they could see firsthand. And really, I would. And, and I mean, this is some executive from big corporation in Cleveland had to do that because I gave I gave him the choice of, you're going to lose your license for one year. Well, that would kill him. Hmm. So I knew, I knew he was going to take the option. I said, oh, you're going to be a crossing guard for the day and sit out here and just see the dangers of what happens when, you know, cars go by when the, when, when the bus driver comes to a stop. You know, or, or repeat dog offenders, having them clean kennels for the dog, shoplifter, <laughs> provide provide can to the food bank. See, these are things that don't make the headlines. Right. You know, a person uh, gets caught littering, throwing his beer bottle in the river, will go and, and, and pick trash up along the shores of, uh, you know, the Great Lakes that we share, uh, Canada and the United States, or, or go work in our court garden, which I did every summer. We had a huge court garden. I put defendants out there to work, and you know they, they would they would plant, they would tend to the plants, they would reap the crops, and we give it to the um, to the food banks, make and let them go out there and work, and then feed those in need. So these were all alternative sentences instead of jail. They're productive, and what they did went back to the community. It's a wonderful way of operating the the justice system. I mean, and uh, yeah, the proof is in the lower recidivism rate that you have uh, relative to other jurisdictions or. Uh, where justice has been meted out. Let's cite some of your favorites because there's a, a litany so long here. Uh, I love this one. A woman who abandoned 35 kittens in a forest. What did you do with her? Well, uh, and, and, and the story kind of went south on me here. And you, you would know this from being in Canada and being at that end of, of the lakes 
was the lake snow effect. So the night I, I put her, you know, I said, well, she, she had all these kittens in her house. She just got overwhelmed by having so many. And, you know, you, cats are like rabbits, mm. and you, you, you can't stop them. So, you know, you'd have 10 cats, they turn into 40 cats, and 40 <laughs> cats turn into 60 cats, and here she is. You know, she's overwhelmed with these cats. Well, now you get disease in there, and disease gets passed around. So you get the kittens that were sick. So she decided, well, I can't handle this. The easiest way for me to do is just take these out and, and let them go in the woods. So she takes them down to the metro parks, loads them in the car, not one time. I find that she made two trips, lets them out in the woods, and let, just lets these cats go. Now, I mean, this is a place, this is, you know, a preserve, so you know that there's there's fox in there, there's raccoons in there, there's all kinds of wild animals. That, I mean, they, they just they just see this as, as, you know, their escargot coming to them. <laughs> now, this is their appetizer. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know what was going to happen to them and, and how frightened they were. So I really got pissed, you know, and, and, and any animal cruelty case I did. And most of the time I go with the old saying, you know, um, use your temper, don't lose your temper. Hmm. Well, this one, I, I could, I honestly could say I started to lose it a little bit. And I, and I told her, you know, I want you to feel how those little kittens and the cats felt. So the only way to do that is put you in the woods, just drop you off in the woods <laughs> and you spend the night in the dark out there. We're going to drop you off in the middle and you stay out there all damn night by yourself. And, 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 and find, when you start hearing that noise in the woods, let you wonder what, what that is. Okay. Mm. We did that. And it was, uh, in, you know, it was just like the first of November. So I put her out in the woods and I'm, I'm, I'm watching the weather forecast and, and it, it comes on and, and uh, uh, Mark Johnson over here in Cleveland, he's a weatherman. He says, okay, well, we're expecting maybe a little bit of that uh, snow, lake effect snow tonight coming in. Uh, maybe expect one or two inches. I go, ah, that's not bad. I send her out in about six o'clock and it's, you know, there's a few snowflakes coming down. I put her in the woods. And, now, now, granted, I got to tell you this, I, I had volunteers from the um, the Metro Police Department, Metro Parks Police Department, they were out there hiding in the woods for her safety. So they were with her, going to be with her all night. They had their little pop-up te- pop, pop tents and, you know, whatever. So anyway, she gets out there into the woods, and then I, I'm, I'm watching in the TV, you know how they put the scrolls on the bottom, go beep, 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 beep. Mark Johnson comes back. He said, well, that lake effect snow that I said was one to two weeks. He says, eh, it looks like it's going to be a little stronger. That might be two to four. Mm. Oh my God! So I'm, and this goes on all night, and every time he does it, the snow the snow amount is increasing. It got up to ten <laughs> inches of snow by eleven o'clock. I go, I, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I can't really. I don't mind doing it to her, but I can't do it to these poor rangers that are out there, <laughs> out there sitting in the tent. So I said, okay, bring her in. So she ended up spending the rest of the night in jail. But uh, point was well made, you know. And then, of course, she couldn't possess any animals, and she had to pay restitution. For the kittens that, that we did were able to to um, save and and treat mm. medically, she had to pay for pay for all that, and mm. and so I mean that worked out. And she's just forbidden to have any animal in her possession. I made her waive her rights while she's on probation that we can inspect her house, which is part of probation, mm. and uh, and she did so. You know, sometimes I skirt the line on that a little bit, you know, the yeah. uh, constitutional <laughs> rights, but you know, and you know, it's the old thing, and and, and you know. Until somebody tells you no or until somebody slaps you, then well, you continue to do it. Well, how does the rest of, say, jurisprudence feel about what your uh, approach is to sentencing at this level? I mean, uh, do you get kudos from members of the bar and uh, so on and so forth? Oh, yeah, but, but but they're afraid to do it themselves. Yeah, right. You know, and, you know but I, you know, and I wish they would. I, there are judges that do it. I just heard of one. You may have heard of one in Ohio who was a good friend of mine. Uh, 
it was just it was just on. I think he made me on tonight on CNN, but it was a week ago it started. Uh, uh, someone went into Chipotle, and this woman got she got upset because she didn't get the right food twice. Right. So she comes in, she takes a bowl of her Chipotle and throws it right on the worker. You know, so he he made her um, uh, work in a fast food place for for two weeks. You know, serving customers and apologizing and all that kind of stuff, so she could see what it's like to uh, you know to be behind the counter. How that works, I don't know. No, but absolutely. I I yeah, know the story. Yeah. We're very familiar with it. Uh, actually, okay. you know, the other animal story that caught my attention: uh, these two teens scrawled six 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 on a nativity figure of Jesus, which happens around Christmas time. Uh, what'd you make them do? Well, they that was more than that. Actually, they they stole the statue and they bloodied it, and it was horrible. Mm. And uh, well, I made him go down the street. Now, what I had planned to do, and you, you kind of—I know you can see this in the back of your mind. You know, it was a man and a woman with a donkey walking down the street, and they were going to have him parade with the baby Jesus, you know, and return it to its rightful. Well, then I got a call from the local Catholic priest, and then you know, this—you might be going a little too far on this one. You know, if you're going to do that, hmm. uh, the image that you're going to portray, it, it, and I said, you know what, you're right, Father Pete. I, it's absolutely right. So instead of that, I just I put a sign over the donkey on both sides, you know, those soup signs, and it and it said we committed a jackass offense. <laughs> and so they had to bring bring the donkey down. They still, you know, and I was I because this really caused an uproar in the community when you do this with the, you know, the baby Jesus and, and desecrate a statue like that. You I mean you really pissed off some people. Sure. So I was afraid that when they paraded down the street. You know, this is a Sunday afternoon, and when you walk down there, there's four social clubs and bars on that street. <laughs> now, and, these, and, and the people that go in there, you know, they don't go in after 11 o'clock mass. You know, they're in there before that. <laughs> you know, they start early on Sunday. <laughs> so, so I figure when they're going down the street, down High Street, they're going to be coming out of this bar, and God knows what's going to happen. So I had all kinds of I had all kinds of police protection up there all along the street. And you know that that. What absolutely, I, I went down, I stuck down there. What shocked me was people were in complete silence, and a lot of them joined in the parade and walked down behind these people up to the police station where they, you know, they returned the baby Jesus. And then uh, the police chief got up there and told them they were now going to jail to do 45 days in the jail treatment program, which is for drug and alcohol, which is the reason they were under the influence when they did it. Mm. And they got into the patrol car right there, and the two cup they had to stand up on the um, the steps of the police department and apologize to the community before they left, which they did. Wow! And then they got in the car, and then the second part was to get them treatment for their drug and alcohol program. Well, that's you know it wasn't just that, and so that I mean it worked out. It's just you know I get lucky on some of these. Well, I mean more so than uh, not. By the way, uh, yeah. I love the image. I watched the video of the three men you solic- uh, you uh, sentenced for soliciting sex in uh, the community. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was kind of just you know some of these are humorous. You, you got to reach back a little bit. You know you can't. I always said if I can't laugh one day on the bench, then there, there's something wrong. And uh, you know you no one knew who they were, but it was kind of hilarious. You know, it was the uh, best little whorehouse in Texas was just out at the time, and you know talk about the chicken ranches. So. These guys had solicited a prostitute, some little crack whore. And uh, so, so you know, I, I made a part of chicken suits and say, you know, there's no uh, whatever it was in, in Painesville. Uh, what do we call it? Chicken ra- no chicken ranches in Painesville. 
so they were wearing so, chicken yeah. suits. I saw these guys. So they were chicken suits with the sign. You know, I'm not I'm not a big one in favor of a lot of signs over early in the career. And I see some judges do that now. But I, that's kind of old. You got to have to be a little more creative than that now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're I mean, yeah. uh, you're the bomb, as they say, when it comes to creativity from the bench. Yeah. Judge Chick, really, really appreciate your time. Look forward. Fun. Yeah, it's always fun. This is what you're about from the bench or otherwise. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank a you barrel did. of laughs. I really appreciate your time this All afternoon. Right. Yep. OK, very good. Take care of yourself, you too. You, too, my friend. Judge Michael Chickenetti again, Ohio judge. Listen to the John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.